everybody. Welcome to Spill the Novelty, where three girlies shout into the void about our latest book hot takes and obsessions. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And this week we're spilling the tea about The Serpent and the Wings of the Night, a new adult fantasy novel by Carissa Broadbent. If you haven't been bitten by the latest vampire novel making everyone swoon, here's the tea. All right, let's get into it. So if you haven't read the book, Araya, a 23-year-old human, lives in the vampire kingdom with her adoptive father, Vincent, aka the king of the nightborn in the House of Night. And Araya kills vampires in her free time, and she trains for the Kajari, which is essentially like a fight-to-the-death competition that happens once every hundred years. Um, The Kajari involves five trials over the course of four months. Um, We learn that Uriah is joining the Kajari to become Vincent's Coriate, which would create a Coriatus bond between the two of them. A Coriatus bond would make Uriah the vampire, a vampire, and would bind her soul to her father's and give her, give their powers to each other, basically. And Uriah believes Vincent wants to do this, like, solely out of his love for her, um, because she allegedly has no power to offer, but spoiler, she does. Um, the Kajari begins, and Araya officially meets Rain, who is her love interest. Um, and Araya actually stabs him in the, in the leg for their first meeting, so that's really funny. Classic. <laughs> um, soon after, um, Araya begrudgingly decides to ally with Rain. Um, she really doesn't have a choice, but she does it anyways. Um, and his friend Misha. Um, because one of the trials smack in the middle requires you to have an alliance with some of the other people. Um, Rain claims that he wants to ally with her because he's curious about her and she'll be easy to kill when the trial is over. And she accepts this. She's like, okay, that makes sense. Um, In an argument with Rain, Araya learns that she can use um, vampire powers, even though she believes she's human. Um, She's never really been able to do like a lot of magic before then. So this is like a big shock to her and everyone else. Um, Then there's a very dramatic attack on the Moon Palace um, while Rain and Araya are out uh, bonding, basically. Um, And Misha is badly (laughs) injured by some demons. Um, So Araya makes a deal that gets her out of the Kajari. Um, The vampire house that Rain belongs to is blamed for the attack and Rain is taken and questioned and tortured for information. Um, And Araya feels betrayed by her father Vincent because of the treatment that Rain goes through. Um, So with Misha out of the picture, Rain and Araya go through the trials together and they have started hunting vampires together in like their free time. Um, they stick together even after the ally trial, even though they're not supposed to, because they would eventually have to kill each other. Um, and then they slowly fall in love. And then during the final trial, Orea kills, uh, Rain, or Rain kills himself with her hand, basically. Um, and she gets to meet Nyaxia, uh, and tell Nyaxia what her wish is. Um, and in a massive plot twist, this entire ending is absolutely wild. Um, Orea wishes that Rain had actually won the Kajari instead of herself. Um, and so then Rain does come back to life. And then when he gets his wish, um, he wishes to restore the power from the Nightborn to the Rishon. Um, so he is the Rishon heir, we find out. And he becomes uh, the Rishon king. He murders Vincent, um, or his father. Uh, so just beat for beat. Um, wild ending uh Aurea gets an air mark from vincent which seems to prove that she's related to him by blood and then to save Aurea from being murdered for being a threat to his throne 
Rain makes Aurea his wife and gets support for this by saying that he will torture her to get back at Vincent for torturing the Rishan queen. And then they get married in a very like sweet ceremony, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, so sweet. And, <laughs> and uh, that is the wild end. That is the wild end. Um, <laughs> so as we recover from all that, uh, how about we jump into our characters? What did you guys think of Araya? I think Araya is a total badass. She's the definition of an underdog, especially at the beginning. And I like that for at least most of the first book, there doesn't seem to be anything super special about her. Because usually in books, we get that character and the main character and it's like, oh, I'm not like other girls. But she's she's really not like other girls. And I, I really <laughs> liked that. Um, I also liked that she kills vampires for sport. I think that that's, that's really cute. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. cute. so cute. Aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no. And I think that like um, something I love, too, is that um, as a character, um, I feel like she has these really fun kind of like feisty moments, too. Um, I think she's a really good balance of um, an interesting character and in that, yeah, she kills vampires, goes through these trials and everything, but also just is a fun character to kind of uh, follow. Um, and I think that yeah, the fact that she kills vampires for sport, but is raised by a vampire, um, adds a lot of complexity to her character, which mm -hmm. I'd be excited to see in the next book as well, um, hopefully. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think this is really how you write a character that is badass and can get things done, but also has like a big empathetic streak. So like in one of the trials, um, she runs into like this human little girl that is like very obviously just fodder to like be eaten by vampires and she like picks her up and basically like compromises the entire end of the trial for herself like making it three times as difficult um because mm -hmm. she feels bad for this little girl and it not only makes complete sense why she would do that but it adds a lot of interest to the actual trial um mm -hmm. so i think those soft moments really made her like a fully fleshed out character for me and made her really interesting because even when she did break the like badass character it completely made sense with her actual characterization and kind of like who she really was rather than just like the facade that she puts on um yeah yeah I really loved her I love an underdog um I do think you know everyone's gonna get tired of me hearing this by the end she's like not anymore and so that kind of makes me a little sad she's like she's not like other girls actually but then until she is you know so I'm like yeah meh okay <laughs> But like, yeah, like, that's true. She's like all the other girls with a vampire dad who also find yeah. vampires. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, all the things that she couldn't do that now she can do and like the things she hasn't even discovered she can do yet. It's interesting. It's not as fun for me, but loved her in general. And I love the way she like acts and interacts with the vampires too, like that she keeps them on her toes. Yeah, Agreed. she's she's very fiery. She's yeah. got a big personality, and I love that. Yeah, um, and you know who else loved that? <laughs> speaking of, yep, our boy. Yeah, speaking of, 
What about Rain? Because, like, I thought Rain was, like, a typical broody bad boy, except he has a lot of depth to him. Like, I love that he likes to drink shitty beer and likes to cook and watch the sunrise. Um, I think this gave him, like, a true personality, which we don't get a lot from the male characters in books. And then I also liked that he had the other side of him where he was, like, big and scary and he... He kills another vampire like early on in the book and people are kind of afraid of him. And yeah, I I just thought he had a lot of depth. Yeah, I agree. I think um, as far as like the little things that she does to kind of flesh out his character, it was done really well. I think like the watching the sunrise things was one of the most interesting things I've kind of seen from like a vampire book. Um I don't and also it gave way for like a really cute moment for her to kind of like make that part of his life easier for him with with coming up with like the mirror thing that she does um, and Uh kind of show that she cares. Um, Part of me is like you've been alive for a thousand years and you never thought to look at the reflection. But that's okay. (laughs) Men are stupid. Um, (laughs) No matter how old. <laughs> no matter how old, they still be stupid. Um, Their brains never fully develop ever. It's, yeah. it's honestly a problem. Forget um, 25 when you're 1,000 years old, you know. So. There's like another benchmark you have to hit for the rest of the brain development. He yeah, 1,025 and then he'll make it. He'll yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I thought he was fun. I did think um, – I don't know, like the little parts about him were more interesting than his actual dialogue or interactions at some point. Like he felt a little bit too like, I don't know, reserved maybe. But it's also it kind of makes sense because he's like hiding all these things and like or not hiding, but like not saying all these things that he's like thinking and whatever. But I don't know. He didn't. I don't know. I feel like he was a backdrop for Araya in most of the scenes. Like, he is reacting just to her. And, like, the one scene that he was really interesting to me was when they actually got in the argument and he actually, like, kind of, like, um, yelled at her. And then they got in the fight and then she finds out she has powers. But that was, like, the one shining moment where I feel like his personality, like, really came out just in terms of being an individual character that isn't just doing stuff based on what Araya is doing. But you have to remember he was a slave for like, I think it was like a thousand years or something. Like he was a slave for a really long time. So he's kind of used to being that that like backdrop kind of behind the scenes, not able to speak his mind. So I think that kind of like that um, is consistent with like his character and his backstory. You know what I mean? Well, and I think what you said too, Maddie, it's making me think like um, reserved, I think is a good word. And... I think that, um, not to say it again, I'm, I said earlier, I'm excited to see the, to read the next book for this reason, but um, I think like the the end of the book when things get really wild, I think we, we obviously see him literally like take a, take a lead in the situation. Yeah. Like, he's the one in power um, yeah, in a yeah. way that we completely did not expect. So I agree. I think there's a lot of like, it's hard to tell sometimes if it's, you know, him not being fully fleshed out or if it's because he's hiding something. And I think now we know that it's a lot of because he was hiding something. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I'm excited to see what book two looks like for him where he like, because now he's in power. Like, you know, we could see a completely different character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had sure. similar feelings. I liked him. I like the little small things about cooking and stuff, but I want to see him take more of a 
active role. And I think we get that at the end and I'm sure we'll get that in the next one, or I would assume my prediction. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm at with him. Yeah. And then when we think about how they work together, um, and for me, I think they, their relationship is, it was really fun to read because they have a lot of very good banter. Um, they have very different perspectives on life, obviously, um, which creates like interesting conversations, but they have kind of that, that foundational aspect of humanness because he, he was a human that was turned into a vampire. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of why he has like a special interest in Araya. Um, and when she finds that out about him is when she really starts kind of looking at him as more of like a a three-dimensional character like she starts considering that he may have more than she thinks to offer Mm -hmm. um i love that in the trial where the vampires were starved like araya didn't delude herself by thinking that rain wouldn't bite her um and he admits later that um she was right to like be cautious and send him away so that there was not the temptation um it felt really realistic and the chemistry made sense from both sides um and there's a line that Araya says I have a vampire heart and a human body and he has a human heart and a vampire body and I feel like that was like such like a poignant summation of their relationship in general yeah yeah that's a good line I think those are all really good points I love their relationship and their banter and I was like so thankful that this wasn't another insta love book kind of like fourth wing was yeah um because i'm so tired of the insta love like i love that their relationship built and they were kind of locked in this room for like a third of the book together and they trained together um i yeah i loved their relationship i thought they were really cute mm-hmm. yeah i agree and um something that i think about a lot too with some of the books we've been reading uh, we've been reading a lot of uh, new adult uh, romance or new adult kind of fantasy. And um, something we've talked about, I think, before is um, I feel like with new adult works, there's often a um, more kind of like more depth to relationships and not just um, in the connection that characters have, but in each person's kind of um, maturity themselves. And I so I think like I really did like that, um, like, the trust between the two of them gets called into question when Aurea, like you mentioned, Maddie is like, yeah, worried. Like he's hungry. He's going to hurt me. Um, or he very much could. I think that some of the stakes, um, of this relationship, um, I, I think it's well, it's well written because, uh, again, it could have the, I love Twilight. Um, we were talking about this earlier, but um, I'm a Twilight girly will forever be. But um, it is refreshing to read this kind of like dynamic in a new adult um, kind of sense because the stakes are very much present in that relationship. And I think both characters are well aware of the stakes and that only makes their relationship better, I think. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was fun. It was cute. The banter was good, but the stakes were also very much there. And can yeah, I also and I think- say... Sorry, Kaylee. I was just going to say, I wanted to shout out that um, I really loved that she had had like a past relationship with another vampire um, Mm -hmm. that like did not turn out well because of like the intensity of like those emotions when you're doing spicy things together or whatever. Um, And that we kind of like slowly unpack that throughout the book. Like we slowly start to put together like what happened to her. Um I really, really love that because I, I, I feel like a lot of books, it's like 
always their first relationship their like first boyfriend is like the love of their life and I just I don't know I liked that there was a little bit more depth like okay yeah she was a 16 year old that was like in a palace with like hot vampires all around her like Mm -hmm. homegirl is gonna slip up a little bit and she learned from that and that like informs her character I really loved that part Agreed. And I think I think all of that, like her slowly trusting him too, like I think that that just really adds value to the trust, you know, like her backstory and their their dynamic. Like I think when she does finally trust him, when we get to that cave scene, which is very spicy, um, when we get yep. to that cave scene, it really it adds like an emotion to it that wouldn't be there otherwise, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Whereas, like again, I love. I love my Edward and my Bella, but, uh, you know, when you're reading, particularly like YA, there's this sense of just, uh, obviously it's unrealistic anyway, because it's fantasy, but there's just this complete trust or this like jumping right into these situations. And I think that this book, the pacing is one of the things that this book does best. Mm -hmm. And that includes like how the pacing and progression of their relationship for sure. So, yeah. Can I do a quick poll to see if I'm literally insane, though? Because the cave scene, I was so into it. It was great. I was and then it ended and I was like, oh, okay." And then we get like the actual spicy scene later. I don't know if I was just in a different headspace by that time, but I was like not I didn't care. I I didn't care at that point. Like, I don't know what it was. I, I literally have been trying to figure it out. I can't. I just didn't care. I was like not. I was like half listening. It just I was like I, I we've already I don't know. There I was cared. I cared, but I think the cave scene I was way more into and interested in yeah, the cave it scene. Slapped. It I say this I say this later cuz it's my favorite part. Their last night together the whole the whole time is like my favorite part because it's just so sad and and you know that one of them is going to die even if one of them comes back to life or whatever but you know that one of them is gonna die or at least they think that there's gonna be like a finality of their relationship and so it adds to that like just it makes it so emotional and sad and I I loved that like I thought it was really well written so I disagree yeah maybe my issue is that I was metagaming because when it's a book like this like and it's like oh we're off to the final trial and one of us is gonna have to kill the other I automatically am like, no, you're not like it. You may have to do it, but like it's not going to stay that way. So maybe I just metagamed it too much because I never thought Mm -hmm. that it would come down to actually one of them, especially when early in the book, they're like, yeah, there have been a couple trials where two people survived. I'm like, okay, (laughs) you're like, okay, okay, Hunger Games. Yeah. So the stakes weren't there for me. So maybe that's why it didn't slap as hard because I just was like. I think maybe the stakes and then just like the element of surprise too. Like I, it doesn't surprise me. I did like the scenes before the last trial. Don't get me wrong. The, the whole like day night before that, but like, I kind of expected that like, okay, of course, but I don't know. I was not expecting the cave scene. The cave scene. Like, and like that had me shook. I I feel like the reason why that one slapped so much harder is because you understand what it means to Araya to let a vampire drink her blood and to be in that vulnerable position. So, like, yeah, the weight of that, like, her letting him in that way, like, it cannot be matched just by them, like, having a spicy time later. Like, it just does not hold the same weight. I don't know. Well, particularly when there's the spicy element to it, too. You're like, like, you already have the shock, but then add on the spicy element of it, and you're like, oh, 
wait. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I just think I was so surprised by that scene. It totally caught me off guard um, that, I don't know. Yeah, I found it more interesting, I should say. Mm-hmm. Well, moving right on from Araya's sex life to her father. You know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great transition. Um, you know, uh, we have Vincent. Vincent is Araya's adoptive vampire father. He found her in like some wreckage, whatever. Um, and then, like, decided to raise her, presumably, as his little human daughter for a reason that, like, no one understands. Um, so I guess just I can start because I was, like, the biggest Vincent stan. Like, I was obsessed with this man. I loved his vibe. I texted Abby, like, early on in the book, and I was like, I am in tatters because the opening of the book is, like, for for ye- centuries afterwards, people will wonder, like, why did he make this mistake that ruined his entire, you know, reign and kingdom of taking in this human? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I am in tatters because I know she's going to do something to mess up this man's whole life. And I love him. Um, so I really love Vincent. Uh, I... I don't know. I just I love the foreshadowing. I love the setup of the book. And I loved the little bits throughout the book of them kind of like um revealing how they got close as she grew up and how he raised her um yeah I don't know that's my initial thoughts on Vincent how'd y'all feel from the very beginning I knew he had an ulterior motive because why would a it doesn't make sense how this ruthless vampire is just gonna take in this child that just doesn't it's very like out of character in my opinion just from the beginning but I will say, like, it's very apparent that he loved Araya very much and was, like, the protective father figure, which makes him, like, a really complex character. And I think he was really well written. And I was I was interested in Vincent's story. I just, like, I knew he had that ulterior motive, I guess. I, so I was pretty much on the same page as Maddie. I was, like, very much team vincent and then i i will say i think vincent behind orea like i have been way more invested in vincent's character arc and changes and everything honestly than i am like with rain yes personally yes because and that includes the complexities and like the the dark not so good shit too um like i um we were talking earlier about the pacing and like those like you were saying, Maddie, too, of like, we get these little revelations about her and Vincent's relationship. And the whole the scene where she, where he has her kill that um, Mm -hmm. guy that she was with when she was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, It's obviously very disturbing. And it's dark and messed up. But I don't know something about it. Like, I don't know. It was just well, it's well done. It's well written. Yeah. Um, yeah uh i think learning about the truth about vincent and these like revelations about vincent for me hurts more than any dark reveal about rain um i'm very much interested in him um and i teared up when vincent died and not when rain died (laughs) (laughs) and kaylee kaylee's like "Mm, mm, mm." i didn't tear up for either though that's amazing (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, like, be um, real. You knew she was good. Like, Rain was going to end up dying and, like, she was going to do that whole thing. I did not know anything yeah, that would come book after. Too. Right. If there wasn't a book, too. Like, if it was a single, a standalone, then I would have been like, okay, there are no, no, there are, like, really high stakes here. You know what I mean? Hmm. But because there's a book, too, it's kind of inevitable. Like, someone's going to come back to life. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and I also, um, like, a side note on Vincent, too, I was just thinking about that, um, the, like, dancing scene kind of, like, earlier on in the book. Bro, it just, it hurts my heart. Anyway, maybe he's super fucking evil, which sounds like he probably is. Um, I don't agree. But anyway. I don't think he's evil. (laughs) We'll find out in book two, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, we'll find out. out. We'll see what you guys think. Yeah, Kaylee has read book two. Abby and I haven't read book two. Here's the thing, my thing with Vincent is like, does he do shady things? Like, does he do war crimes? Yes we're listen um, to me listen eye contact with me thing. this is new adult okay babies we are not in Go the fluffy <laughs> young adult section okay we have to be realistic these are realistic vampires that's why it's a good book because the stakes are high like Orea is still naive about war and power she has this like cognitive dissonance that she's like i know vincent like murdered his family to get into power but he would never do anything bad yes he would Yes, he yeah. would. That's the point, girl. He's a vampire. They all would. Rain did. They. That's the point. Like these are di- these are people that are built different because they have to survive. Like, and so you, if you're coming in to this like with like the new adult perspective of like the characters that I like have to be like the fluffy, perfect, soft, like, has never done anything wrong cinnamon roll. Like, I think that's where like the new adult readers get separated from the young adult readers because i think like new adult like we're saying we really love the complexity that 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 adds Mm -hmm. to characters and like you know i think later kaylee you mentioned like you love loving rain even though he is not like a good guy like i don't know yeah that's the difference for me yeah that's my soapbox yeah anyways (laughs) yeah sorry we got on our vincent we got on our vincent spiel so yeah yeah Yeah. We'll talk more a little bit more about it when we get to the trials, but um, yeah. What about Misha? Like, what did you guys think of Misha? Um, I thought she was fun. Um, I would have personally liked to see more of her because, as it is, she's like there for like the fourth quarter of the book. She serves to kind of bring Rain and Araya together, and then she's like swiftly booted out so they can have like alone time. Um which I don't necessarily think it was necessary to remove her to progress their relationship. Um, Like narratively as like a narrative tool, I think it would have been fun to see them kind of like all work together and fight. Um, So I liked her enough that I was disappointed that she wasn't more present in the, in the latter half of the book. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, fair. Yeah, and I, I have the same kind of thought. Like, um, I'll get into it more later. But um, again, not to draw, I'm not even intentionally drawing the Twilight parallel here. But she reminded me very much of like a Alice Cullen type character, this fun, bubbly, but very sharp and like loving character. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, taken away too quickly, kind of missing some of the motivations there. I know it gets hinted at and discussed a little bit, but um, yeah, not not as excited about her as I would have liked to have been. 
That's fair. I think because I have read book two, I can say that she's one of my favorite side characters that I've like ever read. Um, And I think that she and Rain have a grumpy sunshine dynamic. And you guys know I love grumpy sunshine dynamics. So I I loved Misha. Um, I'm excited for you guys to read book two to see if you guys like love her as much as I do. But yeah. Hell yeah. I Um, believe that I will. (laughs) yeah. 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 I want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's get into the Kajari a little bit, the most interesting part of the book for sure. Um, if you guys haven't read the book, the Kajari is basically the Hunger Games, but with vampires and a wish at the end. So there are five different trials that are designed to follow the story of Nyaxia, who's a goddess, and her rise to power. And each trial is based on a phase of the moon. And so they happen three weeks apart, except for the last trial, which which ends up being like moved up to one day after the fourth trial or whatever. But um, I liked how these were spaced apart so that Araya and Rain had time to build their relationship. Um, This way it wasn't like forts and it wasn't too fast. Um, Yeah. And they got to train together. I Yeah, I loved the little training bits that we got, that sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it was pretty much like perfect spacing so that there was a lot of character development and relationship development in between each trial. Um, And then, of course, like before they're fully allied, obviously she's like with Rain magically in like every trial or like proximally with Rain. And so you kind of get the little tease, tease, tease before they're fully like allied together, um, Mm -hmm. which was good because I also really liked the parts in between the trials because everyone all the like vampires are kind of chilling but for her she's like this is basically a different trial for me to like survive in the house until the next trial because there's a bunch of things that happen like sometimes there's a lot of blood provided to the vampires and sometimes not so much and so she's kind of like well here i am just like a blood bank out here so um it was really interesting in between trials um how she would choose to survive and kind of like her meetings with Vincent and like how they would approach things because it was never lost on us how constantly in danger she was at all times in and out of trials yeah was she though because like I was surprised that there weren't more vampires when when they are like locked in the room together for example like I was surprised that she didn't encounter more vampires trying to like break the windows or bust down the door like for her blood you know what I mean like there there wasn't the stakes weren't really there for me well I I think I think and she does say so like when they're actually being starved out she does say they hear vampires outside but I think her benefit there is that she's with rain who everyone is scared of and he makes it clear like that they're not gonna mess with her um because if you think back when she was like in the greenhouse we had like an incident with a vampire almost every time Um, true so like when she didn't have that extra layer of like protection or like the big bad vampire they had to get through um it did happen more often but i would have enjoyed (laughs) more of it and more conflict or like rain having to come save the day or something i just think it would have been i think that would have made for a really good scene particularly Mm -hmm. like um when rain himself is starting to run low on blood and like Mm -hmm. you know he's getting getting close to getting desperate like I think another attack on like attempted attack on her would be would really like not only drive up that tension, but again, kind of reinforce like his loyalty to her if he would were to try to protect her in the midst of that, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, in front of other vampires of like, hey, no, like, 
I'm you're not messing with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that would have been that would have been cool. To I see was for sure. surprised at how little trouble she had in the trial that was specifically after the starving of the vampires and it was like mm-hmm. I know they had the deer that were poisoned and that's like easy prey but throughout the book it's kind of like they can smell me all the time everywhere like yeah. it's very obvious that human blood is here and so I expected there to be a like a much bigger conflict where she was basically like being chased um or or something that she had to like be very very creative very quickly to like avoid all of the vampires that were like detecting her like i don't know why they would choose a deer over her if her blood smells the way that it seems to smell to them yeah yeah i do have a theory about that but i won't i won't say it because it gets into the second book and i don't know but fair fair i had also wondered that though too but anyway um more drama uh, (laughs) More drama. Um, yeah, I getting back to kind of the Kajari and like the pacing and everything again. I agree. Yeah, I really love that. And something I um, that you mentioned, Kaylee, too, is um, that each of the trials is kind of based off of uh, Nyaxia's story and her kind of rise to power. And um, I also thought that was just like a really fun element of the book um, to kind of like slowly reveal her story to. Um, and it kind of adds this almost like riddle esque kind of. Um, element to it that I don't think you get in things like the Hunger Games and stuff. You just have certain kind of trials or problems arise and you just have to overcome it. But I thought that the whole like storyline um, with Nyaxia being kind of interwoven was really cool. So mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I agree. Um, do you guys want to like talk, go, let's go through the, um, the trials a little bit more. So the first trial is basically like just a battle with some demons, very straightforward, Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah I thought it was creepy for sure um uh I if I remember correctly the demons have this like weird I, I'm trying to remember like how they're described but they have this kind of like weird humanness to to them don't they yeah Am I remembering they're, that? they're blood-borne vampires that got turned into demons or something like yeah. or, or if they're that's how they're cursefully manifests or something like right that. yeah that's it yeah, yeah. I remember being, um, even though it's a pretty straightforward trial, I do remember, like, when the demons are described, I thought that they were pretty creepy. So I like that. I thought that yeah. was a good way to start. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that Araya was one of the first to figure out the trick. And, like, this is, like, a recurring thing with her because a lot of the vampires are mm-hmm. just used to, like, including Rain, like, just brute forcing their way through things and being like, that's fine. Like, I'll just keep slashing away. But Araya actually figures out, like, oh, the, you know, there's one demon that is, like, the the pack leader demon, and if we kill him, the other demons will die instead of them just, like, yeah. continuing to, like, slash away at them or whatever. Um, so I really liked that kind of, like, right away in that first trial, I mean, first of all, we get the teamwork between her and Rain, which was, love that. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, also she shows, like, her intellect and her cleverness is, like, why she's going to be a contender to survive. Yeah. Agreed. In the second trial, we've got a maze, which I thought was really, that was cool. It was kind of simple, but it was cool. And we learned a little bit more about Ibrahim. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Who is a really interesting character. Basically, he was like tortured by his parents. His wings were ripped from him. His teeth, his vampire teeth were ripped out by his parents so that he can't threaten them, um, yeah. which is really common apparently with 
like the vampire dynamic between parents and children is, is kind of like that. Like they don't want their children to be a threat to them. So I thought learning about him was really cool. And then Araya, I think she like has the opportunity to kill him and she just hurts him really badly, basically, which is it which sh- shows her, her character a little bit more. Like it shows that she's like a sympathetic character, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ends up, well, she was going to kill him, and then she ends up having to leave because the maze starts, like, collapsing in or something. But she, like, does have a big conflict before because she hesitates. Yeah. So then he lives. Yeah, I don't, um, I really liked Ibrahim. Like, I was very curious about him. I feel like it didn't end up resulting in, like, anything that I thought it would. Like, he just kind of, like, existed and, like, was interesting, but I don't really know that it really manifested in a way where it felt like the payoff was worth it but um it was definitely interesting to know that like the vampire parents like do that to their kids i'm like why are you having a kid like (laughs) just don't have one i don't because they need an heir they need an heir but they want some like wimp ass heir they like Uh, doesn't want to do anything but then they're just gonna bully the shit out of the air. Like, yeah, I don't. I didn't. It didn't make sense live forever, to me. But if they don't, they need an heir. I don't know. It's complicated. But um, yeah. well, I think the reason Ibrahim is introduced is because when she kills him eventually, and he says like, "I'm so glad it was you." And yeah. it's. I think I thought that was a really emotional part. I actually got a little bit more like emotional about that part than I did Rain's death, um, just because like I felt so bad for him, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I felt really bad for thing Did mm-hmm. hurt, like, in a yeah. good way. Yeah. I wish they would have had more, like, casual conversations because it's clear that, like, she has talked to him casually, like, in the way that she feels about him and refers to him. We just didn't get to see it necessarily because of, like, the circumstances that they're in. They're not, like, buddied up. But, like, I think it yeah. would have been a little bit more for me if, like, we'd had a regular conversation with him that wasn't just like, oh, there's Ibrahim in the trial. He's the one that is maimed and was my buddy. I'm like, okay. That's fair. Anyways. Um, the third trial is really interesting. That's the ally trial that we kind of build up to with Rain and Oriah training together. Basically they can communicate mentally. I don't really I don't remember what the actual trial was. They they just have to fight various monsters in an arena basically, but they they can hear yeah. each other's thoughts in the meantime. I personally really liked that the thoughts thing was really short lived and we didn't get that like a continued thing throughout the rest of the book. Just just because we see that in like every single fantasy book that we read, you know. Yeah. I agree. Right. And I specifically like that it's you know, the chance to communicate mentally for like a fight or something like that, because then you're, um, yeah, it's strategic, right? It's not just like this, like, it's often used as kind of like fun, flirty thing. And I get it in like other books, <laughs> like fun for a bit, but I, I like that this it's for the sake of strategy, right? It's like, can, yeah. how do we win this? And also like, can we deal with I, I think there was like this element of like, can we deal with having this other person's thoughts and feelings and everything like um, uh, in the midst of going through this um, trial? Uh, so it wasn't just this like, oh, fun, haha, like uh, making these little like jokes and stuff to each other. This banter like is very strategic. So, yeah. And yeah. this was the one where it was like, 
they could feel each other's pain too and it was like mm-hmm. they would be fighting someone else and like rain would be losing and array would yeah. be like okay who's that person's partner okay let me go find that person yes, and fight exactly. them so that so that rain's fight is easier and so i really liked the kind of like tactical nature of it like you were saying abby and like I loved that there was no like, wow, it's so weird. Like somehow our mental connection wasn't broken after the trial. Yeah. Like I, I was so ready yeah. for that. And I'm so glad it was just like, nope, that's done. We've did it. Nope. We did it. We've gotten what we got out of it. And like we're moving on. It was just a yeah. good trial. It was fun. Agreed. Yeah. And that Agreed. brings us to trial four, which is where Araya's world kind of gets shifted upside down, basically, because they go to a wasteland that used to be a city called Salone, I think is how you say it, mm-hmm. um, which is where Araya's family was from and where, where Vincent found her when she was just a toddler. Um, and so basically she she carries this hope with her that she's eventually going to get to go back to Salone and meet her family. And Vincent knows that. And so the fact that he was responsible for destroying this, like, into a, a wasteland and killing everybody there, just like, yeah, it flips her world upside down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's absolutely devastating. And I, what I really like thought was interesting too, is, um, the, uh, weird kind of like toxic, like fog kind of thing. Um, they, so yeah, you have this like desolation, which is really upsetting, especially as soon as Aurea realizes what's going on. But on top of that, like you have this very, yeah, these very like eerie elements, um, and just, yeah, the um, not only physical, but just like emotional weight of this wasteland that they're in, um, especially once Aurea realizes what's actually happening. But mm-hmm. yeah. Did you guys really? still, did you still love Vincent at this point? Like knowing that he's been lying to her and keeping this from her, did you still yeah, feel the same way about him? No, I felt betrayed. Like I was like really, I, I mean, I was, no, I'm not going to say I loved him at this point. I was really upset because I think that's when, I, I can't say surprise. Like you were saying earlier, Maddie, like it's a vampire. Do you expect, you know, um, but uh, I was like hurt, particularly for like Araya too, of like her having this realization mm-hmm. that hurt, that that hurt. That yeah, sucked. I I was hurt for Araya, but I was not surprised because I mean, like I don't have to live with like the same cognitive dissonance that Araya does, where it's like, here's my father, he'll always love me and take care of me. But he's also this, like, ruthless king that, like, like she knows that, but she doesn't fully um, let those, like, circles come together until this point where she realizes. Because she'll even say in the book, like, he is replying to me as the king. Okay, now he's replying to me as the father. So she knows that, but she doesn't fully let herself understand what it means for the reality of life until now. And, um... I obviously didn't have to deal with that because he's not my father. So I was like, yeah, girl, like this is war. He's literally a war king. Like he's never presented himself to be anything different than this. Um, you know, he's ruthless. So like I I was sad and I totally understand why she felt betrayed. And I really loved that they got to have a conversation about it um, where he kind of was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
like animals are gonna animal you know like it's war like this is what it is and this is where I think like her being pretty naive about things like comes up again and again and I'm sure it's gonna come up in book two when rain has to make really difficult decisions and she's she's like no I want this to be YA and he's like sorry baby we're we're new adult right now so (laughs) you know so I I wasn't I was disappointed, but I was not surprised. And I really liked it actually to be like a way for her and Vincent to like have a really, really meaningful piece of tension in their relationship. But still in the end, she's like, he's still my father. And like, I have to find a way to kind of like marry those things together because that's just who he is. Yeah. And I'll also say too, um, you referenced it, Maddie, but the whole like Vincent, the father, Vincent, the king, um, I thought that that was also just a really well-written, like, I loved it when it's like, you know, the father takes a step forward, Vincent, the father or the king takes a step back or like Vincent, the blank does this, like you see, um, you're watching her have this realization in real time, but then you're also seeing like his... His yeah, struggle. His struggle of going back and forth between those things, right? And so I just thought, I think this book too, um, between like moments like that and then again, the little like flashbacks with her and Vincent, the pacing of that, I think there's some really just really well-written parts of this book um, mm-hmm. and the whole like Vincent the father, Vincent the king thing, that whole bit was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. And so this all brings us up to the fifth trial, which is where, as we already mentioned, Orion and Rain end up having to fight to the death, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the fifth trial was just crushing, like Araya killing Ibrahim and then having to fight Rain, knowing that they were both like giving their all into the fight. They weren't holding back at any point. Um, like I, I, it was just crushing, like, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was a little checked out mentally for the trial just because I kind of was like, okay, just get me to the end. But I'm bad at like fighting scenes anyway. So I think that's just like a me thing. Like I just kind of black out a little bit and get the like highlight pieces. So like I was really sad with the Ibrahim thing. And then I blacked out a little bit until it was like, okay, Rain is like, you know, actually fighting. So now I feel like I can fight. And then she realizes like, he's doing that on purpose so that she'll actually kill him and blah 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 blah. that I think was really really well done um and like her conflict throughout the whole thing I think was also really well written because like Mm -hmm. even when she was I think there's like a part where she's like I feel so conflicted and I'm I'm like disappointed that Rain doesn't feel more conflicted about this um and that he's not struggling more like that's so good because, like, obviously you find out, like, he was doing it for a reason. But, like, all those thoughts yeah. running through her head while they're fighting, I think that was, like, a really, really interesting way to keep, like, readers like me who aren't as interested in, like, the actual, like, he strikes my leg and I do this. Like, still yeah. engaged in it and, like, understanding, like, what's going on and, like, the implications. Yeah. Definitely. Dude. Okay. So we have to get into the ending. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God wildest ending i think i've read in a book in a while if you're someone who like me too lives for the plot twists yeah bro the last like 10 literally last 10 percent of this book not even like eight percent of this book uh is just beat for beat and um we had talked about this but um i had basically read up to the point where she kills rain and i was like oh my god that's so wild oh no and then i stopped there and then we were all like y'all were like uh no no 
that that's not that's not the plot twist. That's not, not a plot close. twist. At all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Um, so I mean, damn, just like, and I think especially too to go from, you know, your, uh, like, oh nope, Rain's alive. Oh, Rain is an heir. Oh, Vincent's dead. A roller coaster. Uh, oh, we're getting married. Like, yeah. Uh, just beat for beat. Araya being an heir. You've left that out, Abby. Like, just one more thing. Yeah, it's like a series yeah. of wild events. I did not expect basically any of that. I thought I did. It did occur to me that there was a world where I was like, oh, Rain is probably like some kind of important person in this in this other like mm-hmm. um location just because like it was very romeo and juliet so i was like that would make sense but i did not expect him to be like the heir his his guy that turned him was like the guy like he had a part in like the revolution where he let vincent in on it and he did all this stuff and like like all this stuff that you find out and like with nessanine who we haven't even talked about nessanine but like Nessanine was like Rain's first love, whatever. She was the Rishon queen, and like I don't. There was just so much, and the things he said, oh, they launched me out of my seat. I ran into the living room and I started pacing around the sofa while he was going on his little thing. Cause I was like, Yeah, what is this? Like, what is going on? Yeah, it was it was hard to read, and it it my heart was also pounding. Like I was like, Oh my god! Like this is not what I thought was gonna happen. This it isn't just, our rain. <laughs> made me feel a little sick to my stomach especially knowing her background and then the things that he said at the end like about how he was gonna torture her and all that stuff it was just so it it really dug deep in her and yeah it was just heartbreaking the ultimate betrayal yeah I honestly think like him saying that stuff changed my entire opinion on him and made me like cool way down on like that I liked him because I was like there's and I understand I get it you got to act tough in front of the people and get them to get do what you want to do um I was here for that arc in in Akatar okay there are some things you do not say they are yeah. inexcusable and for me yeah. he, he said those stuff. things yeah. and so I was like I don't know how you're gonna come back from this for me or for her yeah because she's literally been through stuff you know no I agree because well and I think that there's a line in the book to where um it talks about after he says those terrible things which i know we're thinking of the same thing like uh he says that and then um Araya says something about like you could see the um trust from the rishan um kind of like building the people building after he had said that um which it's like okay these are people who have clearly been betrayed and like you know reasonably have a lot of anger but and so you understand why he's saying certain things to gain their trust, but it is very icky and it just, ugh, yeah, literally, like you said, just makes you like sick. You're like, oh my God, like, I don't know how it's going to get resolved from here. Um, pretty so, terrible. Yeah. yeah. He also did what he had to do to keep her alive. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Yeah. Which I no, did. I, yeah. No, I know. It's just, I think, again, <laughs> the good thing about this book, though, is the, the, you get the sense of the stakes are high. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah, it's clear that he is, he is trying to keep her alive too. And he knows that he has to do what he has to do to do that. But, you know, I think it's a sign of a well-written book though, that it makes you like cringe. Cause you're like, dude, that's yeah. Yeah. So, hard yeah. to read. Yeah. 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 
Well, I think that leads us right into the spiciest segment of the pod. Um, We have our pour overs and hot takes, which I think uh, a majority of them have to do with the ending of the book, not surprisingly. Um, (laughs) Would anyone like to get theirs off their chest first? I can. Um, So my pour over, even after reading the second book, I'm still pouring over the ending of the Kajari because to me it was a huge plot hole how Nyaxia let Raya and Rain both live. It just didn't make sense because technically only one's supposed to live and Nyaxia isn't exactly a saint. So this part just confused me and it's definitely something that still makes me wonder like why it wasn't hashed out or why there wasn't a reason for it or something like that i think for sure well they do say they plant the seed where it's like two people have won before um but i think more than that you know nyaxia knew that Araya was the heir to the hiage and she was like it was very obvious that they had feelings for each other because you also know nyaxia knew that rain stabbed himself she's Mm -hmm. not getting played by anybody so mm-hmm. she messy. knew it's messy. She knew that Rain has feelings for for Oriah. She knew Oriah had feelings yeah. for Rain. And she said, This I could not have written this better myself. Bitch, stay alive. No. Like I think it was absolutely like an executive decision where she was like, We good, fam. This yeah, is way better. Like, don't don't you think that should have been like explicitly said at some point? Like I don't know. Just you at think some point. I don't know. You know. I feel like it would be weird for Nyaxia to be like, by the way. True. Yeah, you know, like who's gonna say it? She can do what she wants, and yeah. so she did what she wanted, which was just to. She see doesn't owe anyone an explanation. Chaos unfold. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it could it could have probably been like suggested by someone, maybe in like book two. I don't know. Like, hey, hey, I bet this is why that happened. But also, I think there's so much other shit going on that like no one is thinking about that because we've just like changed power for like the entire vampire society, and so. I don't know. Yeah. It's like overshadowed almost. Fair. Fair. All right. Um, so my hot take is that Rain is the first truly morally gray love interest that I've seen in any of the new adult books that I've read or the YA books minus Cruel Prince. Um, I love that he doesn't put Araya first at the end and is truly like an imperfect flawed character. Like, I mean, he murders Vincent and forces Araya to marry him. Like, he's not... He's not a saint versus, like, Akatar. you know, Rhysand is actually a really good guy. Like, he, he doesn't really do anything that's, like, horrible. He's, yeah, he's a good guy and everything's for, like, the best interest of his kingdom. So mm-hmm. this was yeah. very different to me. And I, I loved the morally grayness. Like, yeah. What do you guys think about that? I really thought it was interesting that, like, so Rain has two points where he makes a big decision in the trials. And it's the first point where he decides to let Araya stab him or like basically helps her to do it. So at that point, for whatever reason, he's putting Araya first. And he like he gives a little explanation, yeah. whatever, but like he's putting Araya first. But then when he gets the second opportunity to do the same thing, he does not make the same decision. And I think that's really interesting because I also think Mm -hmm. that's really realistic because like, you know how like um, people say like, oh, flip a coin. And then when the coin is in the air, you'll know which one you wanted it to land on. Yeah. It felt like that to me where it's like he made his initial decision. And then when he had a second chance, he was like, you know what? (laughs) 
I'm going yeah. I'm to do this because also he sees from her, and I don't remember if he says this or if this is just me theorizing, but like she didn't do what he thought she was going to do because he kind of wanted her to like take power and make changes herself. She chose him. And so he was like, well, bitch, like if you ain't going to do it, <laughs> I'm going to do it because yeah. <laughs> like you can't be, you're not going to do it. Clearly, like you're just going to be yeah. Vincent's little little pet. For all intents and purposes, say that with love, because Rain obviously still loves her. But like, I don't know. I thought it was very, very well done. I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, caring about both her and his people, essentially, and like, yeah, it's a slide. it was wild. Yeah. It was a slide. Mm-hmm. All right, give me your give me your pour over and hot take, Abby. So originally I had that um, I my pour over was the ending, but um, and it still is. But just reiterating, Vincent, I'm still just uh, Vincent. I don't know, just Vincent. Period. That's it. Um, I need I need more of his backstory because um, again, I'm not I'm not surprised um, uh, like we were talking about earlier, but. Um, I don't know. Maybe. And originally I had that I was in denial about some of it, but I'm not really in denial about it. I just, I think I need more. I need more information. I need more of his backstory. I need more of the motivations. um, uh, And him, his more of his story about like him and Aurea's connection and relationship. um, Because obviously um, her being an heir is um something that gets majorly kind of called into question and is this huge source of confusion and shock at the end of the book so um yeah i i need more on that i'm sure i'll get it in book two but um can't stop thinking about it um and yeah. then yeah and then i think we're we're all on the same page about that too Vincent yeah this book could have easily been this book easily could have been like a hundred pages longer and I wouldn't have been mad about it. Like it, it didn't feel, it felt a little too short to me. Like we had a lot of time jumps and the pacing was great, but I could have had more and I would have been happy with that. You know? Oh, Maddie's that's a hot take. I, yeah, I feel the opposite. Anyways, we'll get into that. Go ahead, Abby. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, my hot take, um, we talked through this earlier, so it's not really anything new. Um, I wasn't, I didn't really get into Misha as much as I would like to. Um, but again, that could just be because um, I don't feel like she was fully utilized as a character in this book. But again, that could also be intentional. Um, so uh, yeah, kind of a kind of a hot take, kind of a pour over. We'll be interested to see, learn sure. more about Misha. Um, she had potential to be a really good character for me, but didn't quite hit the mark in this book. Mm-hmm. But she could in the next book. So yeah, TBD. Sure. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, for my pour over is also about the end because of course it is. Um, it was a lot crammed into a small space and I was eating it up until Araya got the air mark. Um, it's, it's just, I, I don't, I didn't need her to be the air. I didn't need her to be half vampire. I didn't need any of that. It makes it less interesting to be honest. Um, and I also, it's so it's like half a pour over half a hot take it just doesn't make sense to me because the whole point is that vincent made this stupid error picking up this human and it ruined his thing his like entire empire and like 
I don't like the suggestion that he came to that building specifically to find her and she happened to be alive as the most important baby in the human realm. She just happened to be chill. And like now the opener doesn't make sense because people are like, oh, why did he take in this human baby? They would have known that she was half a vampire because she's obviously the heir and everyone knows what that means. So like the opener doesn't make sense because no, people are not saying that. People are saying like, oh, he brought in this stupid fucking half vampire baby and she ruined his thing. Um, and so I don't know. It just felt like a last minute decision to add another layer of complexity. Um, and I don't think it was needed, but it is keeping me up at night as a pour over. <laughs> so that's why I classified it as a pour over because I'm like, why? <laughs> I, I literally couldn't disagree more there. Okay. So first of all, it's set up very early that Araya has vampire traits, right? Like she has Asteris, she has the vampire powers, she's an excellent fighter for some reason. Um, and we also know that like Rain is an heir without being the son of the guy that turned him. So you can be an heir without being the daughter, he, she can be the heir without being the daughter of Vincent. So I, I think that that explains the part in the beginning where it's like people are still wondering like why he made this decision or whatever. So that there's a justification for that. And I don't know. I just think I think we see those traits in her like so early on that it is set up like you're supposed to know that she's she's you know, she's not like other girls. We're supposed so to know did that you know that she was half vampire the whole time? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Because it's presented not. it's presented like she has magic just because like you do. If it was obvious that it was only vampires had magic, she would have had an inkling that she was a vampire. Like she's not illogical. She doesn't, she doesn't know that she has that magic though until she pushes rain out the window and then she doesn't have time to marinate on it. And when she does marinate on it, she's confused about it. But she's Otherwise, always had a little magic. It just hasn't been asterisk or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because humans can have some, but asterisk. Okay. Asterisk, asterisk. I think that's probably what confused it because I would say like even if she doesn't have time to like think about it in depth, like I don't know. I that's feel like the so big. I feel like the second you do that, you'd be like, what just what just happened so i don't yeah. know and, and she if, is she if does not, wonder that if not her it would be rain that would come in and be like you just used a vampire power you're a half vampire there is no way that misha or rain wouldn't have said something if that was an immediate conclusion that they would come to because they both saw it it just was like wow didn't know you could do that okay well let's go back to when earlier when you were saying it doesn't make sense that people weren't hunting her like during that trial, the reason they're not hunting her is because her blood smells different than a human. Mm. Yeah, which Rain does say. Yeah, and he, he does hint. Yeah, I didn't know that was the first book of the second book, so that's why I didn't say it. But he, yeah. he does. He says it at the end. Yeah. Um. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I thought so. I thought it just was because I liked you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. exactly verbatim Again. what he said Again, <laughs> the, the bella edward like oh which man, is also stupid as fuck the by the way like <laughs> as if he hasn't sucked blood from so many humans that he wouldn't be aware like i, I thought that whole thing was stupid it's fine Give the hers. chaos the, that your bro caused and that wasn't even a hot take sorry it right, is with your hot take <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we've kind of been arguing about this the whole time. Um, my hot take is that Rain is no better or worse than Vincent. Um, Vincent is ruthless and did what he felt like he needed to do to gain power and make change. I do genuinely think um, well, he like 
uh, preps Araya and he's like, this is what you need to do to like be empowered to make decisions and make changes that you need to see that are better for like your people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Rain literally helped him do that. He was part of it. Rain ended up being the reason that like his, the love of his life, Nessanine, it like dies or gets kidnapped or whatever. Um, and I don't know. So if Vincent is a villain, then so is Rain. They're the same to me. They're the same morally gray vampires, animals are going to animal person. Same. I disagree. (laughs) Because the difference is Vincent wanted to have power to to have power. He killed his whole family. He killed children. He murdered everybody so that he could be in power. It wasn't to do something. It wasn't for a greater cause. Like it was just for him. And Rain wants to have power because his people are being annihilated by the Nightborn or the by the Nightborn Kingdom, like the the Rishan. Rishan. They're being murdered I by the Nightborn. That I, just I doesn't that- hold up for me when you consider that Rain literally helped Vincent take power. Like Rain was part of it. Rain made that decision to to let what it, it because was like- he didn't want to be a slave anymore. Okay. But he's the same thing. Like, and now he's suddenly all like moral. No, he literally put his people yeah. at risk. I was gonna say that I, I think I think a big part of it is like when considering because we both know that we know that they're all willing to kill like all of that, all of our characters, right? Yeah. And I think part of it is like um, how willing how willing are they to like kill? I guess civilians would be what you would say, but like. Um, uh yeah people indirectly like um and so uh i think that it is clear that like um vincent's destruction goes pretty pretty far (laughs) uh but and um and i don't know how much we've seen of like rain's destruction yet i think i think there's a case for him to be an equally bad villain um i'm not sure if i actually if i think they're on the same page right now um but i think that they could be um it depends on how far rain takes his power yeah i mean in the other thing and like granted i understand kaylee's red book too so she probably knows more about this but in my opinion we actually have more perspective from rain on his motivations than we had for vincent because vincent isn't talking about that with Araya. like he isn't talking about like what led him to want to get power and because he makes such an emphasis for her teaching her like if you want to make change power is how you have to do it it makes me feel like that was his motivation and his perspective when he did it but whether or not just a good well that it's up to perspective right like history is written by the victors so like depending on who you hear it from um, and we haven't heard it from Vincent and maybe we never do in book two of like really why or maybe we do and it's not like a good thing. But for me, just reading book one, I'm like, he probably did think that he was going to be the one in power that like could do something good for his people. Like I do still think it's like people in power. That is what they tell themselves. Like they all think that they're good yeah. guys in power trying to do the that's thing true. that's the right thing. Rain does the same thing and he's probably going to be just as sloppy ass like as everyone else because that's just power absolute power corrupts absolutely or whatever the hell the phrase is i don't know okay bars bars (laughs) (laughs) 
That's yeah. my piece. <laughs> power corrupts, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It's just how I still goes. disagree, but I like your points. But we'll see. I in like book your two. points too. We'll, we'll just see. <laughs> we'll see in book two. I almost I like don't want to see in book two. Uh, ugh. I'm stressed. But, yeah, I feel like we're gonna be completely wrong. But you know, yeah, which is fine. We had, we had fun theorizing. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it just means Carissa didn't get Vincent's character like I did. Yeah, she just doesn't understand Vincent. Yeah, like she doesn't do. get it like me, so that's fine. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. On that note, let's move on <laughs> and then close out. So our ratings and favorite parts. So my rating was a 4.4 out of 5 because I thought it was really original and an, and an amazing story. I was hooked from the beginning, and I loved both of the main characters. Um, I also wasn't expecting the end, which I love when there are um, plot twists. The only reason it wasn't a five was because, like I mentioned, the ending didn't add up to me. And then I wish we had gotten like 100 pages more of, of like Reen and Araya getting to know each other and, and just their story a little bit more. Because that's why we read the book. We read it for the love story. Let's be honest. Um, and then my favorite part was, I already mentioned this, but Araya and Reen's last night before the Kajari. Because it made my heart sad. And I loved like the sadness of it. So, yeah. Tea. What about you guys? So for me, um, I gave her a four and a half out of five. Um, I really thought this was going to be a rare five out of five for me, but Carissa lost it at the end. Um, I just, I hate giving too much stuff to characters that makes them no longer an underdog. And I, I, like the forced wedding thing gave me like an ick, which I know it's supposed to, but like, ew, I don't even like it as like an ick trope. Um, But also for me, the way that it felt was like, um, you know how when you like wake up in the morning, sometimes you wake up before your alarm and you feel so like fresh and you're like, ooh, I could get up right now. But then you're like, oh, I have 15 minutes until I have to get up. So then you go back to sleep and then you wake <laughs> up again and you feel like garbage and you feel like really groggy. That's what the ending was like for me. I think it was probably like 25 pages too long. I actually think mm-hmm. it should have ended like right at the the end of the trial where he's like, you're coming back with me and we're going to get married. Blah, end. The whole after that is just like bizarre it's like it's like trying to wrap things up but it doesn't really work because it just leaves you with more questions like juliana i think is her name she like comes back and she's like i'll bust you out and we'll regain control like it's that needed to be in book two to start a whole new arc of things like i don't Mm -hmm. the whole end was just a weird tone i agree with that it would have been such a strong ending if Mm -hmm. it had been like it would have been a five out of five for me for sure yeah i agree with that Mm -hmm. um Anyways, my fave part, um, (laughs) this is probably the weirdest fave part. I mean, everyone can probably guess it. I really liked the chapters where it was Vincent and Rhea, (laughs) and they were, like, doing their little bonding and learning about each other. Um, I just, uh, like, audiobook listeners will know, like, those chapters start with the narrator in, like, a full British accent the whole way through, because that's, like, Vincent's voice, and I was, like, so hyped every time it happened, um... I just I thought they they were done so well really made me care about Vincent like more than rain low-key um you can blame it on the daddy issues um I was <laughs> hype anytime those chapters came up I mean the fact that Vincent healed my daddy issues and that should be a red flag like I should probably talk about that with my therapist because he's not yeah, he's not it but loved him <laughs> so that was my yeah. favorite part I feel like I learned a lot about you just then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what um, it is. 
so let's see. Um, this is a 4.5 out of 5 for me as well. Um, agreed that the concept felt very original while still pulling from other popular fantasy works, um, which again, I don't think is a problem at all. I think it's fun, in fact, when you have some of these similar tropes and storylines, but it's just about an original spin on those. Um, so uh, I... There are characters, like I mentioned, that I feel like could be fleshed out a bit more, but I also think that they probably will be in the next book and we'll get more of their kind of background and um, motivations and whatnot. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I love the high stakes and plot twists like we talked about. Um, I love the elements of this that very much make it um, a new adult. Um, again, what we talked about, some of the maturity and the decision making and things like that um, and the lack of trust, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, kind of like we hinted at earlier, I think there's some really good just good writing moments um, where we get, um, yeah, just these beautifully written moments in between this really fun storyline. So um, I think that kind of sets this book apart from some other really fun and entertaining um, new adults that I've read recently. Um, but yeah, really good stuff. Um, my favorite part, um, yeah, again, the end. Um, but specifically when Rain says uh, his wish, um, I think that's just when you get that like earth shattering uh plot twist because you know that everything from that moment forward is about to unfold so um just as soon as he says it you just feel like your stomach drop i feel like um i was just like oh shit um but uh beyond that i really love the mind reading during the i think the third trial um uh i just I, we talked about that i thought that was really cool so mm -hmm. that's it hey hey we really yep. like this book, guys. Look at us with our high ratings. Yeah. I'm shook. I think this is Check the most out, universally dude. loved a book has been for us. That's true. I think so. so. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been a spicy one. It's been a good one. Uh, if everyone has said their piece, that is the tea on the serpent and the wings of night. Um, so... Please read along with us uh, for the upcoming episode on the sequel, The Ashes of the Star Curse King. I literally cannot wait to start digging into it. Um, you can also stay up to date with the latest tea on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube by following us at, at Spill the Novel Tea on all the things. And while you're there, let us know what have you been pouring over and what is your hot take? Thanks, everybody. See you next week.